Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus, where we discuss marital and family relationships. I'm your host, Gary Moore. We are currently in a series looking at one of the main pillars of successful marital relationships, and that is communication is not the key to your marriage, mutual understanding is. Without mutual understanding, you can't have meaningful communication. Without mutual understanding, we make assumptions as to why our spouse is acting and reacting to certain situations the way they are. And when we make assumptions, we always assign motive to our spouse's behavior. And when we do that, we always do so to protect our own position. And we guys are really bad in this relational area. Well, we're looking at Drs. Les and Leslie Parrott's approach to this topic and how they intertwine their discussion of empathy with what I call mutual understanding. As we concluded our broadcast last week, we listed what the Parrots say you get when you're really able to trade places in your marriage. You reduce critical comments, you eliminate nagging, you short-circuit conflict, you become better friends, you build a deeper commitment, you give and get grace more freely, you live longer and healthier lives, you help each other realize your dreams. Does that sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. Mutual understanding and mutual empathy are the key. We're going to look at each of these and what they might look like in your marriage. The Swiss psychiatrist and psychoanalyst Carl Jung said, Everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. Mutual understanding and trading places curbs your criticism. Having said that, do you realize that marriage specialists say that complaining is actually good for your marriage? Research at the University of Washington has shown that complaining at a moderate level helps couples air their grievances and keep improving. What isn't helpful to a marriage is criticism. Well, if that's the case, then what's the difference between criticism and complaining? Criticism almost always begins with you. You always make us late. Whereas complaining almost always begins with I. I feel so frustrated when we are late to something that matters to me. This may seem like a small matter of semantics, but it makes a big difference in your marriage. When you practice mutual understanding, empathy, and trading places in your marriage, you automatically curb your criticism. You don't even have to wear a purple bracelet to do so. All you need to do is see your complaint from your partner's point of view. That's what converts that obnoxious criticism like, you never turn off the garage lights, to a more receptive complaint. It bothers me when you don't turn off the garage lights. When you can really trade places, you'll quit criticizing your spouse. Put the emphasis on developing your ability to practice mutual understanding and trading places instead of trying to force yourself to quit criticizing your spouse. Zig Ziglar said, If you treat your wife like a thoroughbred, you'll never end up with a nag. Well, mutual understanding and trading places eliminates nagging. Nagging is criticism's close cousin. In 2006, Amy Sutherland wrote an interesting article for the New York Times, and it was titled, What Shamu Taught Me About a Happy Marriage. Sutherland began her article by explaining that after 12 years of marriage, she became dismayed that her husband Scott still exhibited several irritating habits. 
These minor annoyances are not the stuff of separation and divorce, she wrote, but in some they begin to dull my love for Scott. So like many wives before me, I ignored a library of advice books and set about improving him, by nagging, of course, which only made his behavior worse. Amy's breakthrough came while researching a book. She attended a school for exotic animal trainers in California where she saw them teach dolphins to flip and elephants to point. And that's when it clicked. She wasn't seeing the nagging from her husband's point of view. She wasn't thinking of how it would feel to be nagged. So, she thought, if she were in her husband's shoes, she'd be far more motivated to improve her behaviors if she was rewarded for good rather than punished for bad. After all, she reasoned, you don't get a sea lion to balance a ball on the end of its nose by nagging. When she returned home to Maine, she began thanking her husband Scott if he threw one dirty shirt in the hamper. If he threw in two, she said, I'd kiss him. Meanwhile, I would step over any soiled clothes on the floor without one sharp word, though I did sometimes kick them under the bed. But as he basked in my appreciation, the piles became smaller. She was seeing her own nagging from her husband's point of view. That's mutual understanding, empathy, and trading places. And that's what allows all of us to eliminate nagging from our own marriage. Billy Graham is quoted as saying, Hotheads and cold hearts never solved anything. Mutual understanding, empathy, and trading places shortens your marital conflicts. There's an old joke about a couple married for decades that were living in a small town. Two elderly men were sitting on a bench, and the one asked the other how Mr. and Mrs. Smith were doing. Well, you know how it is. They've only ever had one argument in their married life, and they're still having it. Well, let's be real. Conflict is inevitable. And the problem is that most of us don't limit our conflict to one area. We end up arguing about silly little things. Who took my pen? Or you just passed a parking space right there. Such seemingly innocuous questions and statements when augmented with a particular attitude can ignite a major blowout. We can't eliminate conflict completely, not if we're being authentic with our feelings. But mutual understanding and empathy can reduce how long the conflict lasts and minimize its negative impact. Well, how do mutual understanding and empathy do this? By trading the blame game for positive solutions. They exchange you statements for we statements. A study reported in Psychological Science discovered that the best arguers are those who don't point their fingers. According to the study, the person who says we the most during an argument suggests the best solutions. Very interesting. Researchers from the University of Pennsylvania and the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill used statistical analysis as they studied 59 couples. Spouses who use second-person pronouns, you, as in, you always make us late, tended toward negativity in interactions. Those making use of first-person plural pronouns, we, as in, we're really running late, provided positive solutions to problems. The study concluded, we users may have a sense of shared interest that sparks compromise and other ideas pleasing to both partners. You sayers, on the contrary, tend to criticize, disagree, justify, and otherwise team with negativity. In other words, when you have mutual understanding and trade places, you make conflict inclusive. Mutual understanding and empathy are the catalyst for inclusion. When times get tough, 
empathy and mutual understanding propel us to say something like, we sure are having a time of it, instead of, you are making everything worse. Empathy and mutual understanding eliminate finger-pointing, taking the focus off a person to blame and moving it onto the problem to be solved. It exchanges you statements for we statements. Mutual understanding, empathy, and trading places makes you better friends. Friedrich Nietzsche said, It's not a lack of love, but a lack of friendship that makes unhappy marriages. Dr. John Gottman, marriage researcher at the University of Washington, says, Happy marriages are based on a deep friendship. Well, Gallup's research in 2006 indicated that a couple's friendship quality could account for 70% of overall marital satisfaction. In fact, according to the Parrots, the emotional intimacy a married couple shares is said to be five times more important than their physical intimacy. And of course, your level of emotional intimacy has a lot to do with your physical intimacy. Mutual understanding and empathy make you and your spouse better friends by helping you see something through his or her eyes for the first time. Mutual understanding, empathy, and trading places bolster your commitment. We've heard numerous stories of a spouse supporting the other through extremely difficult physical situations. One of the very inspiring ones is that of Chris Spielman when he played middle linebacker for the Buffalo Bills. If you're not familiar with the story of Chris's wife, Stephanie, her battle with breast cancer, and what Chris did to support her in her battle, including taking the entire 1998 season off so he could do that, I recommend you look it up and read it. It's very inspiring. Chris really chose to see life from Stephanie's perspective. According to the Parrots, research shows that when a spouse makes practical decisions as a result of their marriage commitment— They generally do so out of a higher level of empathy and mutual understanding. And these studies also reveal, not surprisingly, that these couples not only enjoy a deeper level of commitment as a result of empathy and mutual understanding, but more satisfaction too. Mutual understanding, trading places, and empathy infuse your marriage with grace. You know, a story is told of a rabbi that taught that experiences of God can never be planned or achieved. They are spontaneous moments of grace, almost accidental, he said. His student asked, Well, Rabbi, if God realization is just accidental, why do we work so hard doing all these spiritual practices? The rabbi replied, To be as accident-prone as possible. The same is true of spontaneous moments of grace in marriage, those moments where we replace condemnation with undeserved love. You see, the more we practice mutual understanding and empathy, the more likely grace is to infuse our relationship. Think what that could do for your marriage. We've all heard the Native American proverb, Do not judge your neighbor until you have walked two moons in his moccasins. That rings true when you practice mutual understanding and empathy. Judgment is replaced by grace. The great author, Mr. Anonymous, is credited with saying, When empathy speaks up, it takes away stupidity's microphone. Well, join us next week as we continue to talk about what mutual understanding, empathy, and trading places will do for your marriage. Thanks for being with us today. I know I've sure enjoyed our time together. Have a great weekend. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.com. 
www.cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.